And uh, so, uh, amen. Uh, the choir has a beautiful song they want to sing for you uh, right now entitled, Holy is He.
amen. Somebody say amen. Praise the Lord. Let's stand together, continue our time together. Great song about serving God. Serve the Lord with gladness. Let's sing together. Serve the Lord with gladness in our words and ways.
pray father thank you for the life that we have through you father through heartaches the broken pieces of our lives the reasons why you went to Calvary for for us your children and father what do we have to give back to you but a life of service. Father, let us serve with gladness. Let us serve because we love you. Father, let us serve with anticipation what you might do through and in us and around us and for us. Father, thank you that you've brought us together in this place today to worship you, to serve you, to learn more about you and then to go out and spread that good news to others around us. Father, we lift up our pastor today as he preaches your word today. Father, give him the words you would have us to hear today. Father, draw us close, draw us closer to you today. Father, like the song says, you have given life to us Your touch was what we long for. Father, touch us today. Touch our hearts. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. Are you glad that you're here? Say amen. Amen. I know many of you love a good joke, and you count on that coming from me on Sunday mornings, and so we'll begin just that way today. A Christian man named Bill was looking online and he saw an ad for a Christian horse and so he certainly was interested and he went to the owner and he found him and the Christian um, owner said this about his horse. He said, it's easy to ride him. Just say praise the Lord to make him go and say amen to make him stop. And so the guy mounted the horse and got in the saddle and he decided to give it a try. He said, praise the Lord and the horse started to walk. He said, praise the Lord again and it started to trot. And then he said two back to back, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And it started to gallop and he was enjoying his ride so much he didn't even notice the cliff that he and his horse were approaching about to go over. And when he saw it, he yelled out loud, amen, amen. And the horse came to a screeching halt and then he goes, "Woo! praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's what we're doing today, and that's what we're going to do in this message. Most of you know that on Sunday mornings as a 
preacher, I have a specific style. And what I strive to do with us together as God's people is to offer very practical messages that allow us to apply the Bible to our lives to help us live for Jesus every single day of the week. But this morning, rather than a practical message, I want to be open with you. Today is going to be a purely devotional message because all I want to do is praise the Lord Jesus Christ. So I've titled this message today, Lifting High the Name of Jesus. I want you to take your Bibles in hand with me, please. If you have a copy of God's Word, open that up. If you don't, um, please look there in the um, rack in front of you. There is a Bible, and I always tell people, if you're here as our guest, if you don't have a copy of the Bible, please take one of those out of the, the pew rack. That's our gift to you. Many of you will be looking on a phone today as well, and um, I just want you to be in God's Word. Let's stand together as we read together Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. We read this passage on Wednesday night. We'll do it in a much different way even this morning. One of the most amazing scripture texts in the New Testament. The Apostle Paul is our author talking about Jesus. He said, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. But he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant. Being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place. He gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Somebody say out loud, Amen. Today we are going to lift high the name of Jesus. Be seated, church family. I want to talk about the name of Jesus today. And I want to talk about four thoughts about that beautiful name. And the first thought, we're going to get right into it this morning, is this, that Jesus is a simple name. Now let's go all the way back to William Shakespeare because I believe it was Shakespeare who said, what's in a name anyway? But I stand here today to say I disagree with Shakespeare in that comment because there is so much in a name. A names are so very important, and that's why some people, they might want to or might need to change their name. I want you to look on the screen today because I want to show you the strangest name I've ever seen. That's it right there across the bottom. Can you read that? Um, that is an actual name, starting with the letter B, every consonant known to man that doesn't fit together, followed by some letters, and that's really a name submitted in protest against a naming law in the country of Sweden. They were protesting the law which required parents to submit the name three months before the birth of their baby, so be glad that your parents didn't name you that, right? Now, Mary and Joseph, they actually did not get to choose the name of baby Jesus. If you know the story, you know that God chose the beautiful, simple name. Let's tell the story again. The angel Gabriel, you might remember this, was sent to Joseph with the message about Mary. And the angel said this, she will give birth to a son and you're to give him the name, say it with me, Jesus, because he will save the people 
from their sins. Folks, the name Jesus in its original language was pronounced Yeshua. And it literally means God saves. It's very similar to the Old Testament name Joshua. And it's a beautiful name because we're well aware there are some names in the Bible that are very hard to pronounce. But the name of Jesus is easy to pronounce. It's easy also to sing about that name. Take your worship guide today. I believe I printed it in there for you. Um, if you'll go to the little article that I wrote in your worship guide today, you'll see a song that's been dear to me my entire life. I remember in college in a class about the life and teachings of Jesus, we were asked to submit our favorite song about Jesus. And I, and I did this one. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. Well, I'm so glad that God didn't choose the na- to name his son some of those hard-to-pronounce names in the Bible, right? I mean, God could have named his son the same name that Isaiah named one of his boys. I actually have to stop and sound it out. Maher Shalal Hashbaz. Now, Isaiah named his kid that. Aren't you glad God did not name his son that? Can you imagine trying to sing my favorite song, Mahir Shalal Hashbaz, Mahir Shalal Hashbaz, there's just something about that name. That doesn't work, does it? That's ridiculous. I'm so glad that God named him Jesus. Say it with me. Jesus. Isn't that beautiful? It's a simple name. It's an elegant name. It sounds beautiful in our nursery when our small children sing it, when they sing, Jesus loves me. It sounds elegant when a 95-year-old sings that name, calls on that name from their bed. There is just something about the name Jesus. It is a simple name. Somebody say amen. What else is it? It's a simple name, but it's also a strong name. The name Jesus is strong enough that the devil himself hates it. Now, you may think it's strange that I would even call attention to this, but it's remarkable the name Jesus often comes from the lips of those who don't even know him, and they certainly don't love him. You probably heard it voiced just that way. Many of us have heard people use the name Jesus Christ as a cuss word. And it hurts me when I hear somebody do that. When they throw the name Jesus around like some vile category, and yet they they do it. And when they do it, we know this, they're violating the third commandment, warning a person never to take the name of the Lord in vain. But have you wondered why someone would use the name Jesus when they're swearing? It's always been kind of a conundrum for me. When a guy hits his thumb with a hammer, he doesn't say, Buddha! Right? He doesn't do that. He doesn't say, Muhammad! It doesn't happen. You see, the name Jesus is such a hated name by our enemy, the devil tempts us to use it in disgust. So why does the devil hate the name of Jesus? Why does he hate it so? I think the answer is simple. Because, folks, at the cross, 
Jesus totally and completely defeated the devil and shamed the devil. So the devil is simply trying to bring as much shame to the name of Jesus as he possibly can. I want you to go to Colossians chapter 2 verse 15. I want you to hear this verse. I'm going to read it in the NIV to begin. And, and then I want to shift over to the message translation. Colossians chapter 2, verse 15. I want you to listen to this. Listen to what Christ did. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. He made a public spectacle of of them. Listen to the way it's translated in the message. He stripped all the spiritual tyrants in the universe of their sham authority at the cross and he marched them naked through the streets. Jesus shamed the devil. He disgraced the devil so all the universe could see it. The angels saw it. The demons saw it. Even we can see it. And so the devil, see, it's easy to understand. The devil is simply trying to bring as much shame to the name of Jesus the Christ as he possibly can. Don't ever forget Proverbs chapter 18 verse 10. It says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and they are saved. Friend, you can find safety and refuge in the strong name of Jesus Christ. It's a simple name. It's a strong name. What else is it? It's a saving name. Now, there are a pretty couple, there are, there are several very important questions that you need to settle in your life. And I love when we can just bring things down to the simple things. And these are two pillars. You just must answer these questions. Number one, how can you spend eternity in heaven when you die? Folks, that's a crucial question. And and I've never met too many people who truly wanted to ever spend eternity in hell. I have met a few. You probably have as well. But most of us, we want an answer to that question. How can you spend eternity in heaven when you die? The second pillar question of life is, how can I live a full and meaningful life right now until I die? Well, if you can answer those two questions, you see, you'll be satisfied in life. And here's the truth. Both of those questions have the same exact answer. The answer is Jesus. How can you spend eternity in heaven when you die? Jesus. How can I live a full and meaningful life right now until I die? Jesus Christ. I remember when I was a teenager. Let me take you back. We used to sing this song in our youth group. And I sang it all the time. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. And I I love that little chorus. But it's true, isn't it? Jesus is the answer to all of life's questions. We have a joke in the church that says, just say Jesus. It'll be correct to any question that may be answered in the church. And, And that may be true, but you know, it's even the correct answer to the questions we don't even know to ask. And for sure, Jesus is the answer to the two questions I just asked. How can I spend eternity in heaven when I die? Jesus. How can I live a full and meaningful life until I die? Jesus. You see, Jesus is a saving name. Now, why do I say that specifically? Go to Romans chapter 10, verse 13. Romans 10, 13 is a part of what we call the Roman road. And if you know it, it goes something like this, right? Everyone who calls on the Lord will be saved. 
Okay, let me stop. Is that what it really says? It's actually not what it really says. I misquoted it on purpose because I want to give emphasis. Everyone who calls, say it with me, on the name of the Lord will be saved. Friends, his name is Jesus. And it's not some impersonal name or figure. I've heard people say, oh yeah, I know the man upstairs. No, his name is Jesus. I've heard them quip out these lines. Oh, I believe in the good Lord. No, his name is Jesus. Listen to Acts chapter 4 verse 12. Peter says these words. Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven by which, by given to men by which we must be saved. There's no other name but the name of Jesus Christ if you want to be saved. The name Buddha won't save you, you see. There's no other name but the name of Jesus. The name Muhammad won't save you. There's no other name but the name of Jesus. The name religion won't save you. There's no other name but the name of Jesus. The the name Baptist won't save you. There's no other name but the name of Jesus. The, The word American won't save you. There's no other name but the name of Jesus. And that's why Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father unless he comes through me. You see, his name is the only saving name. Say it with me out loud again. Jesus. It's a simple name. Oh, it's a strong name. And oh, church, it's a saving name. And now last today, Jesus is a supreme name. What did the text tell us earlier in the book of Philippians? That God has given Jesus a name that is above Every other name. Jesus' name is supreme in its position. In other words, Jesus Christ stands alone. Uh, think, give me one person, one name that is an equal unto Jesus. There is no other. He has no peers. I want you to think about this with me. Let's think about human greatness. Plato was a great philosopher, but so was Socrates, right? Demosthenes was a great orator, but so was Cicero. Michelangelo was unbelievable, but da Vinci is right there beside him. Monet, something amazing, but you also have to throw in Renoir and Van Gogh. Beethoven, is there anybody like him? Yeah, you have to put the names Handel and Bach right next to his. Longfellow was a great poet, but so was Tennyson. George Washington was a great president, but so was Abraham Lincoln. Florence Nightingale was a compassionate woman, but also his mother Teresa. Michael Jordan, some say unequaled, but then you have Kobe and Magic and LeBron. Jack Nicholas had Tiger Woods. It goes on and on. Everybody has a peer but Jesus Christ. R.G. Lee said it this way, the name of Jesus occupies a singular place of supremacy above all the names in this universe. Jesus, he said, is without peer in his character, without peer in his name. God has given him a name above every other name. If you piled up all the notable names of earth's finest people until you had a mountain of human greatness higher than Everest, the greatness and the glory of the name of Jesus would have to descend a million miles downward to touch the top of this anthill that we call human greatness. Now, that's a quote that ought to be shared over and over again. And then you have Jesus' own words. What did he say? 
Revelation chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus claimed, I am the Alpha and the Omega who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Why did he say I'm the Alpha and the Omega? It's simple, right? Alpha, the first letter of the Greek alphabet. Omega, the last letter of the Greek alphabet. Jesus was saying that he is the A and he is the Z and he's everything in between. How much time do you spend thinking about the alphabet? It's really a fascinating concept, isn't it? 26 letters that make up the English alphabet. And you can't have words without those letters. And you need words to make sentences, sentences to make paragraphs, paragraphs to make pages, pages to make chapters, chapters to make books, books to make libraries, libraries to make cultures. And it all starts out with just 26 little letters. And that's why we have to learn our ABCs. You see, every single piece of English literature ever written is merely arranging and rearranging those 26 letters. And there'd be no written communication without those letters. So so we have to know our alphabet forwards and backwards, right? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. Can you do it backwards? Z Y X double V U T S R Q P O N M L K J I H G F E D C B A. Well, at least we know it forwards, right? But Jesus is all of that. He is the Alpha. He is A. He is the Z, the Omega. He's everything in between. So, so let's close this way today. He is the A through Z. Are you ready? Here we go. He's Alpha, Adonai, our advocate, the Amen, the second Adam, the Almighty, the author and finisher of our faith. He is the babe of Bethlehem, the bridegroom, the bishop of our souls, the branch of righteousness, the bread of life, the bright and morning star. Jesus is the balm of Gilead. Jesus is the Christ, the creator, the cornerstone, the counselor, the comforter, the chosen one, the crucified one, the chief shepherd of all sheep. He is the door, the day star, our delight, our deliverer, the desire of all nations. He is Emmanuel, the exalted one from everlasting to everlasting. He is God. Jesus is El Shaddai. He is the first fruits of the resurrection, the fountain of life, our forerunner, the foundation of the church, the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Jesus is the friend of sinners. He is God. He is good. He's our governor, our guide. Jesus is the good shepherd, the great physician. He is our hope, our helper, our healer, the holy one, the husband of the church, our high priest. Jesus is the great I am, our inheritance, the immortal, invisible one. He is Jesus. He is Jehovah. He's judge. He's our joy. He's our justifier. Jesus Christ is the king and the king of kings and the king of glory. He's the keeper of the keys of death and hell. 
He is Lord. He is life. He is love. He is liberator, the lawgiver, the light of the world, the living water, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Jesus is Messiah. He is master. He is mediator. He's God's messenger. Jesus is the man of sorrows. He's the Nazarene, the new wine, the new covenant, the name that is above every name. Jesus is Omega, our offering for sin. He's omnipotent. Jesus is the only begotten of the Father. He's the prophet, the priest, our Passover, the propitiation for our sin. He's the Prince of Peace. Jesus is the pearl of great price. He is the quick and powerful word of God. He is the quieter of the storms of life. Jesus is the Redeemer. He's our refuge. He's our refiner. He's the rose of Sharon, the resurrection and the life. Jesus is the rock of ages, cleft for me. He is the Savior. He is the shepherd. He's the suffering servant, our sinless substitute. He's the Son of God. He's the Son of Man. He's the stone which the builders rejected. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. Jesus is the truth. He's the teacher. He's the testimony of the will of God. He's our tabernacle. He is the unblemished Lamb of God. He is the unchanging God. He is the unction of the Spirit. Jesus is the vine. He is the vicarious sacrifice. He's the victor over death and the grave. Jesus is the way. He's the Word made flesh. He's the witness. He's the water of life. His name is wonderful. He is the expected Messiah of the Old Testament. He is the exalted Lord of the New Testament. He's our yoke fellow. He's our yesterday. He is our today and forever. He's the same. Jesus is Zion's holy king. Woo! Hallelujah. What a savior. Hallelujah. What a savior. He is a, he is the, and he's everything in between friend. He's all you need. And not only is the name of Jesus supreme in its position, it's supreme in its profession. We close with this verse number 11 of our text at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So say it again with me. It's a simple name, Jesus. It's a strong name, Jesus. It's a saving name, Jesus. It's a supreme name, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. Everybody sing. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth Proclaim.